everybody today we're going to continue talking about this novel named killer brothers um it's mostly fiction inspired on two events that might happen to somebody names characters places incidents are either product of imagination or being changed privacy uh, please consider this book as a sci-fi any resemblance just a coincidence the whole story honestly unbelievably mind-blowing so please read and listen as other podcasts and ebooks by artist team tbc Novel contains third-party content, constitute fair use, works are meant to be uh, educational, scholar nature, criticism, chapter. Prologue. My name is Leia, Tim TBLC, public relationship agency, also known as To Start, and detective attorney Matt Blues, business partner, likes to investigate uh, true crime events. This time we decide to investigate strange case about two rich brothers who were accused of their parents' death and all was inspired by two events. There could be actually a lot more victims of this kind of family practices. So please read and listen us on other podcasts and ebooks. And the whole story honestly unbelievably mind-blowing. We just like to bring our opinion and speculation. So, chapter 8, Arrestmate. Over a thousand police officers actually stopped Kyle as he was pull out, pulling out of his driveway. They had him get out of the vehicle, lay down on the ground, face down. They handcuffed him and took him into the police station. It was over for Kyle and Rick at the time. It was actually, Kyle, Rick was actually at a tennis tournament in Israel. And uh, um, at six in the morning, a call came from Kyle's attorney saying that Rick had to get on a flight immediately and get home according to people who were around Rick. When Rick got home, um, got the call, he was crying hysterically. He ended up flying to Miami where several of his relatives lived. And then his aunt convinced him to fly back to Los Angeles and just turn himself in. Rick surrendered himself at LAX on March 11, 1990, and uh, they uh, wasted no time and charge and charges were filed against the boys, and next day it was weird. Uh, the boys didn't look as they wore it. The boys came into Beverly Hills Hotel courtroom uh, in a fancy outfits and were smiling. They seemed confident. Quote, do you understand the charges made against you? Uh, the prosecutor asked. Yes, boys replied. And when people find out that Mendes brothers had been charged with killing their parents, friends and family couldn't believe it. Some of the family members supported by boys and st still this day. And still though, Mendes brothers sat in the front of the row of the trial and uh, the tennis, tennis coach also was there and Rick's girlfriend and even the boy's grandma sat in the front row. Harvey's mother. And she always believed that the boys uh, were innocent. At their, and judge explained to Mendes brothers that they were both charged with the killing of the parents for financial gain, and that they could be facing a death penalty. And asked the boys how they pled. Both brothers replied not guilty. So defense and prosecution spent a lot of time arguing over whether or not the tapes, uh, the doctor psychiatrist Ozzy had recorded, could be admissible to into the court and it's fair game because um, brothers are murderers uh, or does it fall under uh, doctor patient confidentiality the supreme court of california actually made a decision 
that two out of the three tapes were able to be used in the court as the evidence, and one of these tapes, Kyle had confession on it. The prosecution, prosecutor determined that because Kyle had threatened Dr. Ozzy's life, it forfeits his right to doctor's patient confidentiality, and therefore tapes were going to be at the trial. Brothers knew that now um, that those tapes were going to be a fair game, it could, they couldn't pretend that they didn't commit this crime. And in July 1993, it was announced for the first time ever that Rick and Kyle has actually killed their parents in self-defense after a lifetime of psychological, physical, and sexual abuse at the hands of their father, Harvey. And uh, that they killed their mother, Mickey, as well, because she allowed it to happen. And there was no, an evidence that would prove that they were experiencing fear on imminent danger of the death and the great bodily injury at the hands of the parents. When this came out, the media was wild. And uh, there are so many opinions, so people felt bad for the boys and believed them. Many people thought it was poorly defense strategy. So the trial began 10 days later, in July 20th, 1993, and they tried them both separately. So, you know, Mendes brothers had, had different defense teams, two different juries. Normally, they would do the same at the different times, but boys decided to do the trials at the same time, and this was being covered extensively. People couldn't get enough of this trial. It was truly became drama, a sensation that were, uh, definitely people believed that uh, Mendes brothers were innocent, and there were people who actually believed that they were guilty. Chapter 8, Rick's story. Rick's friend ended up talking to the media, and he did interview with them. He could, and he had co-written uh, the friend's screenplay with Rick, uh, where the main character also killed their parents for money. So it seems like brothers planned the murder, and the media kind of portrayed it. Kyle is older, more dominant brother, who kind of convinced Rick to go along with the plan. Boys actually made a decision to broadcast the whole trial alive, on TV for people to watch, so it became a reality TV show. And um, TV show almost open opening day attracted a dozen all kind of spectac spectators uh, who descended uh, on a van in, at the courthouse. Girls were lining up in at four o'clock in the morning and behaving like Kyle and Rick were a rock star, superstars. It was the hottest ticket in the town. There were only ten seats for the press inside. It was tense and electric. And as people waited for brothers to appear, their grandmother, Aria Mendes, continued to support the boys throughout the entire trial, and she didn't even think that boys would actually kill their parents. Aria still believed the theory that someone else from the mob did it so Rick and Kyle walk into the courtroom for the first day trial and their smile, the smiles were gone now and they seemed worn down and tired and they lost weight and they were very pale. Boys looked very depressed during the proceedings. They just sat and staring blankly ahead of according to the people uh, who were there. They had really hard time in the jail. Other prisoners apparently hated them. They had to pay for prosecution, uh, for protection in jail. So they were clearly really hoping that they would be found not guilty. So prosecution argued that Rick and Kyle killed the parents in order to get financial gain and they should get a death penalty in exchange. Chapter 
kids were abused. Rick's defense attorney was Leslie Anderson, who was a well-known advocate against the death penalty and took in high-profile criminal cases. She was like the best money uh, you could buy lawyer. Attorney Leslie was known for being very tough and kind of a force to be reckoned with the courtroom. in a courtroom. Leslie would break down people until they cry on a witness stand and a lot of people think Leslie purposely dressed the boys up for the court, a specific way to make them seem younger instead of the suits boy will wear sweaters, colorful sweaters, and Leslie argued that even though boys seems likely had a perfect light on outside, when in reality the lives were at home absolutely hell. And attorney Leslie argued that uh, they were so traumatized by the abuse, including sexual abuse, so they uh, had gotten from the father and the sexual abuse they claim have to gone through the was hor horrific. They describe uh, it on the court. Uh, it's very graphic, very shocking, and people explain that Harvey would abuse the boys, and Mickey would just watch him abusing them and allow it to happen and never stood up for them. Achoni stated that Javi was a cruel perfectionist whose images was everything for, to him and uh, that he didn't really care about his kids' mental health. Um, and uh, Achoni argued that Javi would be the type of guy uh, who would rather who would rather kill his kids than have a truth came out about the family and she explained the Mickey the Mickey was living uh, in hell as well apparently Mickey was the mother of the boys was alcoholic she was a drug addict and she was very depressed over her husband having constant affairs she knew that she knew about it then the, they said Mickey was so upset so distressed that she was so a hazard to herself Mickey was proven to be a dangerous driver. She was a terrible housekeeper, pretty much a bad mom, a suicidal mess, all behind closed doors. She explained that the life was totally out of control and not even messy in the house when boys were growing up. So there were often fences around the house from the pet. Uh, there was often a feces around the house from the pet ferret. And Mendes' brother also had a dog and apparently dog would go to the bathroom on a carpet and it was just messy all over the place so they brought it up that Kyle had this pet rabbit also and he was growing up with this and one day he woke up and head of rabbit was bashed and um, attorney said Javi and Mickey did it on purpose together and Kyle was so traumatized by all of this so he wet his bed until 14 years old the boys even said that their mother Miki had threatened to poison them at one point, so they were afraid of her and uh, they were made really shocking claim that said Miki had been giving Rick genitalian exams every year until he was 15 years old. Well, that was weird. Rick remembered that Kyle was balding and used to wear a toupee uh, the week before Miki was murdered and the mother apparently ripped it off. Uh, she ripped it off the toupee in a fight that how Rick found out that his brother was actually bald. And the boys uh, gave very graphic uh, description of all the sexual abuse that both of them had endured and how they were 
their father Javier had raised them and used objects on them and they recounted all of this. One that stand in front of everybody's in the courtroom, oftentimes they were hysterically crying through the interviews, quote, did your father have sexual conduct with you? Prosecutor asked. Yes, I started... It started after sport practices. He would massage me and just uh, told uh, him that I didn't want this kind of stuff and it hurt me. And he said he didn't, he didn't mean to hurt me. He loved me, Kyle replied. Did you tell your mom, prosecutor asked. Yes, she told me to stop talking about it. Uh, that was exaggerating and that my dad was punishing me when I did this thing wrong, Kyle answered. What did Javi tell you about telling people about that? Prosecutor asked Kyle. Kyle just said it was it should be the secret because bad things could happen to him if the, he tells anybody. To be continued, uh, stay tuned.